guys, thank you for joining me for another episode. This one will be our last episode dealing with Abishai. But this one is titled, Let Go Before It's Too Late. You know, things happen in our lives, things that sometimes we just can't seem to let go of. Someone has wronged you or someone you care about. Someone did something that you disagree with. uh, And, you know, you would like to see them get what they deserve. You know, maybe it's something that someone did, you know, that just really affected you or bothered you, got to you somehow. And maybe there's just some bitterness, some anger, some resentment, um, whatever it may be that is just, you can't seem to let go of it. Or maybe it's, maybe it's just, you know, we chase our desires so intently that we lose those around us, you know, the ones that we love. We sacrifice the time and relationships of those we care about because we can't let go of our own ambitions. Maybe it's just that we're fixated. We become fixated on something and our emotions won't let us let go of it until it's done or accomplished. You know, how many families have fallen apart or relationships burn because someone could not let go of something they were obsessed with? Now, you may not think about that obsession in just, you know, being bitter or angry or hurt by something that someone has done. Um, And maybe that forgiveness is something that you just haven't been able to come to. And maybe there's just something that you're hanging on to that's holding you back. And, and, And again, it could be that it's something that we're pursuing, something we're trying to do, and we're so relentless with it, so determined to succeed and not fail that We spend all of our time trying to achieve it. And then when it's all said and done, we lose those around us that we love the most and that we care about. So as we take a look at Abishai and his brothers today, we're going to talk more about Joab and Asahel, which are Abishai's brothers. And you'll see that these two guys just could not let go of something and it cost them dearly. Abishai he had some difficulty with this area as well, but not like his brothers. Abishai also had a God perspective in David that helped him stay in check most of the time. Now, in 2 Samuel 2, 18-23, you can read about Asahel and how he died. And what happened was there was a battle where David's army, and you'll see that you had David's army, uh, the armies of Judah, and you had Israel. And so they were kind of split at that time, and King Saul was still the king over Israel. And there was always war between David and Saul's house. And Abner was the commander for Saul's army. So they referred to him as the, as the commander for the armies of Israel. And he was a, a great commander and very intelligent and a fierce warrior so he was not somebody to be taken lightly but in this battle he he flees and he's trying to get away and Asahel which again Abishai's brother he is known for how fast he is he's they say that he runs like a gazelle so he's he's super fast and he gives chase and pursuit takes off after um Abner and 
in the pursuit, it says that he doesn't go to the right or to the left. He's fixated on catching Abner. He just can't let go of it. And Abner says to him, is that you, Asahel? And he says, yes, it is. And Abner gives him two opportunities to turn away. He says, you know, turn away to the left or the right. Go down there and take on one of the other men and strip them of their weapons. And, you know, don't keep pursuing me. I I don't want to be responsible for striking you down. How could I look at your brother, Joab, in the face knowing that I have struck you down? And he pleads with him twice to not continue pursuing him. But Asahel could not let it go, and he kept going. And what happened was it ended up leading to his death because when Abner realized that he was not going to be able to get away from him and he was not going to be able to talk him into turning away, he was left with, with no other choice but defending himself. And, of course, he struck down, and the Bible says that he took the back of his spear and ran it through the stomach of Asahel to the point where it came out of his back. And so he left him there, you know, of course, dead, and Abner got away. But the thing is, is Abner was a, he was a, he was a tough guy, and he was nobody to take lightly, but Asahel had an opportunity to let go of the pursuit after being warned multiple times, he refused to do that, and it cost him everything. Now, that in turn leads to Joab. And Joab, and you can read about him in 2 Samuel three twenty-seven. it talks about Joab, however, could not let go of the fact that Abner killed his brother, despite the peace agreement that David made with Abner. You see, Abner realized at a certain point, you know, especially after Saul passed away, and Saul's son was uh, in in charge at the time, and he realized that David is the rightful king, and he was going to actually he went to David and made a, a an agreement with David to help align all of Israel under David's rule, like God had had said long ago. And so he made a deal with David, and David was going to allow him to be commander. And Abner, of course, would unite um, all of Israel, would help him unite all of Israel under David's rule. But Joab was so mad at David that he did this, and Joab could not let go of the fact that Abner killed his brother. So without David knowing about it, he sent people to find Abner, and then when he caught up with Abner, he took him aside like he was going to talk to him, and then he killed him. Now, that's not just because he didn't want, uh, he wanted to take out Abner because Abner killed his brother, but it's also because Joab would protect his position in, in David's army as a, as a commander. He was going to protect his position and rank no matter who he had to take out. And in this case, it was both for the fact that that he killed Joab's brother and then also because he was a threat to Joab's position. And, you know, Abner was supposed to be safe, but he went behind David's back 
and he kills Abner. Now, Joab also killed Amasa, commander of Judah's army. You know, what you see is, and you can find that in 2 Samuel 20.10, but you see that twice David was going to replace Joab, or at least there was the potential that Joab was going to be replaced two different times, and both times Joab treacherously kills his rival. So, you know, with Amasa um, and with Abner. Now, Joab could not let go of his position as commander, and he proved that he would kill anyone who threatened his position. That is why he later helps Adonijah, which was also another son of David, in his attempt to seize the throne before David could make Solomon king. Now, David got wind of what was happening and had Solomon anointed and seated on the throne, sealing his position as the next king. And you can find uh, more about that in 1 Kings chapter 2. But Joab just could not let go of his position, and it meant more to him than anything else. It was his obsession, and Solomon ends up having him executed for it. Because, because of his obsession, he ends up aligning himself with Adonijah, which was not the person that God um, wanted to be the next king. Solomon was. But Adonijah thought he could seize the throne quickly, you know, because David was pretty much on his way out. And Adonijah thought he, you know, he had never been put in check before by his father. And so he thought he could seize the throne. And this was Joab's opportunity to align himself with him and, and make sure he secured his position, at, you know, as commander. And that treachery, that willingness to not let go of that, that treachery led to his demise and it led to Solomon having him executed. And you can read about that in 1 Kings 2, 28-33. And it talks about how he tried to hide in the tent of the Lord and um, he sent Benaiah to, um, to strike him down. And he wouldn't come out of the tent and so Benaiah went back and tells uh, tells Solomon that he wouldn't come out of the tent and he tells him strike him down do what he wants then strike him down in the inside the tent and of course he did and then basically he, he puts a curse onto uh, onto Joab's life and all of his descendants that the blood that he innocent blood he shed would now be on him in in his descendants so you can see in both of these guys how they just had a fixation on some things whether it's a selfish desire uh, ambition like joab had or a ruthlessness to to make sure that he stayed in his position or if it's asahel who just couldn't maybe he couldn't stand to lose um, and he just couldn't let abner get away and it cost him everything now Abishai didn't he didn't he did not suffer the same fate as his brothers and maybe that was because he loved David and allowed David to keep him in check. I also believe that Abishai feared the Lord and respected God's authority in David. So, you know, if there's something you are holding on to and just can't seem to let go of, you know, is God trying to get to you 
and get you to let go of something that is holding you back or preventing you from moving forward? Is God trying to get to you before you ruin your life chasing something that doesn't glorify God, something that will never bring you peace or fulfillment? If there is you know, something in your life that God has been trying to get you to let go of, I pray that today you will, you will let go and lay it at the feet of Jesus. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God, thank you so much for what Jesus did on the cross. God, thank you for the fact that Jesus' words say, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And you give us freely the opportunity to lay down everything, all our worries, all our concerns, all our anxieties, burdens, stress, the things that are holding us back from, from really walking in favor with you, holding us back from really seeing the great things you want to do in our life. God, I pray that today people will lay down those things that are holding them back, lay them at your feet, and I pray that they will find rest in you, Lord. Find rest in you because your yoke is easy and your burden is light, God. Thank you. Go before us today and bless this day, Father. And when things come up that we we realize in our spirit, we go, you know what? I'm holding on to something. I'm holding on to that. I pray, God, we would take that opportunity right then to give it to you and let go so that we can live in the fullness of you, Lord. Thank you again and go before us this day. Amen.